On today's show, we have a review of the Obi-Wan Kenobi miniseries. The first two episodes have been out. We have a couple of trips coming up, and we're going to have a couple of news stories to talk about. That's today on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 359 of traveling with the mouse we're getting we're inching ever so closer to having one episode for every day of the year yeah 360 so, yeah five i said inching closer but yeah there's only 360 days in a year folks yeah no 360 just means you can do a complete circle circle yeah. <laughs> of podcasts you can uh, turn around while you're listening to our episode <laughs> yeah uh, well, 365 means you just have to start at episode one and uh, listen once a day for the next year. But then what do you do for the, you know, the rest of the new episodes? How do you? Yeah. You would have had to start a long time ago. <laughs> we didn't intro each other, by the way. I forgot about that. Yeah, about, <laughs> yeah, we just started talking. For those of you that don't know who we are, I said, I'm Thanks. hosting this week. My name is yeah. John, and I'm joined by my co-host this week. Just one co-host this week. And that's his name is Adam. Boo! What's up, everybody? Bright suns. Very anticlimactic this week. Yeah, yeah. We're both like on vacation as we're releasing this. Basic, basically, 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 we're both yeah. on vacation, kind of. By release date. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's true in a way. I mean, unless is it? Uh, yeah, it'll be right on it. Well, so we pretty much will be. Yeah. So close enough. That's one of the things we're going to discuss today is what we're doing. Yeah, our upcoming trips. But first, I think we should probably look at what's going on in the world of Disney somewhat. Okay. I just uh, got some really good news about my trip. <laughs> but, uh, I'm guessing you're approved? Yes. Okay. Uh, For those of you that don't know, why don't you tell? <laughs> since you, since so, you brought yeah. that up. The cruise requirements right now have, you know, I have to upload my vaccine card. And a year ago, over a year ago at this point, is when I got my vaccines. And haven't really had to use the vaccine card for travel until now. And didn't realize that the wonderful tech at Walgreens, where I got my vaccines, on my second vaccine of Pfizer, she put the wrong date on the card. And didn't notice. I didn't even notice it until I uploaded it to the Safe Passage uh, website for the Disney Cruise Line thing. And my vaccine date for the second dose was April 8th. But the person at Walgreens uh, wrote March 8th, which was before I got my first shot, which was March 16th. So the they rejected my initial uploaded my vaccine card because the dates did not match the dates that I put as my vaccine dates. And so I had to re-upload uh, it after correcting my vaccine card and it took them like twice as long to approve this one. So <laughs> I just pictured somebody going like, okay, he clearly just wrote a four over the three. Like, are we going <laughs> to accept this guy or like, I'll allow it. <laughs> so, but it's like, I definitely got, and this time I uploaded my booster card, even though they didn't want that one 
I uploaded the booster uh, as well, which again, my probably because I got the vaccine so early, the person didn't know what they were doing when they filled out my card. And so it's filled out all janky or whatever. So just make sure you have your <laughs> dates right on your uh, vaccine card. Yes. Long story short. Yeah, make sure you actually look at your vaccine card prior to trying to use it to go on, say, a cruise. <laughs> right. But literally seconds ago, I got approved as we're recording this, and I've been Yay. waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting for like 15 hours since I re-uploaded it. So. Well, they just had, they just now got back around to you at, uh, at this hour. I, I mean, they were super fast the first time to reject my <laughs> yeah. mine. They were like, easy. within a couple like, hours, it was like, mm, you're rejected. You're so, like, why? Yeah, because I was like, what? And then I they put a note on there that was like, your dates don't match. Your <laughs> what you put is your vaccine dates. And then I noticed, I was like, what? She wrote March 8th on there when I got my first dose on March 16th. Uh, so yeah, how could I have gone back in time to get my second dose? It's a common mistake, but again, because I, I mean, you didn't catch it. Either. Yeah, so. exactly. I didn't. I never even noticed it. Yeah. Yeah. Until now. So, anywho, just double yeah. check your vaccine card before you upload it. I guess that's the moral of the story. The moral of the story, especially if you're sure going not. somewhere like a Disney cruise, you don't want to miss out on that, especially your first one. <laughs> right. My first over one. something like that. <clears throat> Where we're still right. the next hurdle we have though is is we all have to test uh, negative. I, should, I almost said positive. We also <laughs> we have to test well, negative. Test positive. For, <laughs> This is a COVID cruise. <laughs> yes. We're yes. only taking Anybody? positive. <laughs> <laughs> well, they put them all in one. Anyway. No, I have to test negative. But the funny thing is this website says uh, after June 7th, which is a week from today, a week from the recording of this, you don't have to test anymore if you're vaccinated. So they don't oh. have to do the testing before you at the port anymore. So why do the testing vaccinated. at all? Right now, you mean? I mean, after then, after that point, why do the testing at all? You're just, okay, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to take the test. Well, you could still have it technically and be vaccinated. So what's the point of, I mean, why why not test, why test anyone? That's a good point. I don't know why they're getting away with that. But I guess if you have somebody under five, like in my case, I have a four-year-old who um, is not eligible for a vaccine yet. So he has right. a test before the cruise and he has a test again at the port. So right, I feel bad for his nose. Anytime, anytime you get off somewhere. Right. Yeah, I feel bad for his little nose. Really got to get you're only going to get off once though, right? Aren't you? Yeah, just Castaway. Okay. The weather report for Castaway this weekend is rain, so I don't know what that's going to mean. Uh, I've been there when it rained before. Is it is it kind of like a passing Florida shower kind of thing or is it kind of Well, I mean, it can be. I mean, I, that's the case it was for me. It was just kind of I say, I felt like a couple of times it's rained at some point. Oh, okay. But Maybe uh, maybe that'll change. So there's part of my cruise preview. <laughs> yeah, starting already. So uh, anything big happened this past week? I don't know. Only the biggest premiere in Disney Plus history. Is that what we're, you're alluding to? Oh, well, that's not really what I was alluding to. But, I mean, Guardians. We the, bigot, the biggest premiere. That's what they yeah. said. Yeah, the most watched uh, premiere of any show on Disney Plus. Was it really? That's what I've heard. I, I guess I did not see saying. that part. Oh, you and McGregor made that announcement. Oh, on what his Twitter account, Instagram, Twitter, one of those. Okay. Well, I ended up watching it 
I actually forgot about it on Friday, so I ended up watching it. I think it was probably Sunday before I watched it. It might it might have been. Oh, I might have watched yeah. it late Saturday. I was trying to I remember. Think I, yeah, I watched the first episode on Friday when it came out, and then I watched them again. I watched the first episode again, and then the second one on Saturday night. Gotcha. So uh, overall, I mean, you liked it, obviously. Yeah, I thought it was good. I, I again, I mentioned to you that I thought the first episode started a little slow. I just thought it was like and not as exciting. Well, the first episode, the first five minutes was basically every yeah. Anakin and Obi Wan scene oh, from the prequels. Pretty but much. I have to say that was a great recap. That actually made the prequels look good. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. I mean, the prequels are pretty good overall. Yeah, spe- especially moments. when they're especially when they're only five minutes long. Mm-hmm. Especially the Attack of the Clone stuff, because that one's definitely the weakest of the three. But yeah, it was good. That was great setup. It kind of got you excited about what it could be. They here's the thing too. This is, I guess, we should say these are kind of spoilery things, right? Are we going to get into little spoilers? If you haven't watched it, where have you been? Why haven't you? Yeah, what's wrong with you? No. Right, but if you haven't, we're going to do some spoilers. One of the things I was going to mention was the first episode, one of the kind of disappointments was when they showed the recap of the prequels, they mentioned Yoda talking to Obi-Wan saying, Qui-Gon, we'll show you how to communicate with him. And then in the episode, he kind of calls out to Qui-Gon, but nothing ever happens. And it's like, well, well, if you're going to tease that and you're not going to deliver on it, like, what the, like, why even bring it up? Yeah. Like, if. It doesn't make sense to me. But maybe well, they will at some point, but I don't know. Yeah, they're just not doing it yet. That's right. probably what it is. They don't, want to, they don't want to bust that out in the first couple episodes. It just felt weak to like tease that twice in the same episode and then they don't deliver on it. It's like, okay, whatever. Because they could have totally done a Qui-Gon scene in that first episode and it would have made that first episode way better for me. Yeah. I mean, a Liam Neeson cameo, even if it's for like two seconds, it would have been... Even if it's just his voice? Yeah, or something, right. It's like he reaches out to Qui-Gon, and then Qui-Gon says, I just want you to know, I will find you. (laughs) Right, exactly. You must have a particular (laughs) set of skills, Obi-Wan. Yes, (laughs) yes. I have a particular set of skills. But I'll say Ewan McGregor's fantastic. I thought, yeah, there's more news about Moses Ingram. Is the sister, third sister character that I thought she was really cool, actually. But, of course, she's getting, like, racist comments online from Star Wars fans, which seems to happen to every person of color. Racist on the comments? She put this out on her Instagram today about how she's getting all this backlash from Star Wars folks. Just like what's-her-name Rose from Last Jedi did. She got, like, bullied online. Uh, right, remember? But like, what are they saying? I mean, I just—I don't know. She—I I didn't watch the whole video, but obviously, racist things towards her as you know, as a person. But I mean, why? I mean, because uh, people are stupid. That's the thing. But, but this is a thing with Star Wars for some reason. All these characters have gotten all this backlash. It goes all the way back to like, what's his name? Jake Lloyd was ridiculed for so much so that did he? Quit acting? No. Quit acting and all this. Did he, like... Attempt suicide? What? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Did something like that happen to Jake Lloyd? But, of course, Ahmed Best, too. He's alive, I think. 
you know, is Jar Jar, of course, Jar Jar, you know, the character, but I'm at best, like, he's just the actor, like, leave the guy alone. Yeah. And this is one of the reasons why I, especially if I was famous, I wouldn't put too much stock in Twitter, for one thing. It's just me. I mean, I, I guess I would have one if I was famous, because I guess that's what you do, but just know there's going to be, I don't even know how many, how often that the people that say these things are even real in the first place. Right. Maybe, uh, that's one thing. I, I mean, I wonder if Elon's uh, really gonna if he if all this goes through. I wonder if he's really gonna find out how many bots there truly are. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. I don't even <laughs> want to go there. But yeah. Either way, this stuff's uncalled for for Star Wars. Like, come on, people, get get a life. And it's a fake story about space. Like, come on, enjoy the story. I thought the story was great. I thought her character was great. Yeah. I liked the uh, what's the guy. Who played the like sort of the uh, android <laughs> kind of? Why am I blanking on it? But he played the sort of fake Jedi in that town. Like he was like the oh, um, I know who you're talking about, but I can't even remember his character's names now. Truthfully, I know I'm, I've only watched episode two once. So the character is Haja. Yeah, That's the I one. thought his character was really good. Actually, I thought it was a cool, like kind of funny character that brought some humor into the story which is kind of a dark story just sort of so it's a dark story to it the obi-wan series i mean it's in a dark time i should say oh okay yeah and the girl who played leia the young leia i thought she was fantastic too what do you think of oh, her? oh yeah yeah that was that was good yeah, yeah she the was really there was one i will say <laughs> The, the chase scene in the woods, though, seemed really, like, slow-paced. Like, you yeah. can't catch a 10-year-old. <laughs> yeah. And she's not even running that fast. <laughs> I know, right? They, that's, uh, that was, I'm like, okay, if this was, like, a real chase scene, that girl would have been caught in, like, two seconds. Right. And she kept, like, like going, like, through a broken, like, fallen tree branch, and, oh, they can't catch her. <laughs> like, yeah, I know, really? Right. Like, you can't just reach over or, like, go around or jump over it? Like, okay. But they took care of that royal guard real fast. Right. And uh, even Obi-Wan couldn't catch her yeah. later in yeah. the, that episode. Yeah, was it, it was a little, some of it was a little far-fetched in that sense, but yeah. I'm going to rewind just for just a second here. At the very beginning when they did that little scene uh, when Order 66 was first done Ooh, and yes, for whatever yes, reason yes. they have I don't even know if that's supposed to be a character that I know but I don't obviously with the younglings. Yeah. Like it's weird how Jedi apparently from that era are selectively good against stormtroopers. Right. Like some of them get killed almost immediately obviously. Yeah. And then, then some of them can actually put up a fight before they get struck down by a stormtrooper two of them at that right so well maybe that makes it more realistic yeah i don't know but the younglings i obviously they start taking off obviously they didn't show any further than that i'm kind of glad they didn't but yeah i don't i don't get what the purpose of that scene was though do you well what i was thinking was was one of those younglings supposed to be the the young adult person that was at the that cantina bar the jedi that found obi-wan out in the desert whatever maybe maybe and was also, he one of the younglings possibly also is it possible that reva maybe she was one of them i mean obviously she knows about the force 
I mean, right. I don't know her backstory. Right, because she was a Jedi. I think that's the, what they were implying was that she was a Jedi that turned to the dark side. Either that or she learned it from Vader herself, so. Yeah. We'll find out. I'm I'm very interested in her character arc. I think that's actually a cool character that they've brought in because it's a dark side character that, you you know, she like does her own thing, but you never really know, like, could she turn to the good side at some point or who knows what's going to happen. Well, of course, okay, I was just looking at the description of Nari, which is the one who's yes. uh, Jedi hiding on Tatooine, yeah. who escaped, who escaped, who escaped, escaped. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Order 66 as a youngling, he says. Ah, so maybe so that was it. Okay, that's what I was thinking, is they showed that and then they showed him later. But yeah. I find it interesting that Hayden Christensen on IMDb is listed as being in all six episodes. Is that... Including the flashback thing, you know, the... Perhaps. When was <laughs> so what flashback was he in in episode two? Well, I guess he was at the end of episode two in the back to tank. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that counts. Even though it was like for a half second. So so he's taking on the Boba Fett role for this series, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> That's what we're yeah. going to see him doing most of the time. He'll have like a couple of episodes and then the rest is... <laughs> Yeah, when does the Mandalorian show up in this series? I, I, yeah. <laughs> Something uh, like that. That'd be funny. This would be before he got his armor, so. Yeah. like the. F- I'm going to say we're already halfway there. So the first three episodes are about Obi-Wan Kenobi, and the last three are about the Mandalorian, right? Yeah, that's how, <laughs> that's how it should go, right? That's how it... <laughs> I mean, how many episodes was it of Boba Fett? Wasn't it six or seven, something like that? Yeah, I think I It was think not so. many. It actually seemed like a lot, but... When they release them once once a week, I guess, it kind of can seem that way. I kind of like the idea of doing that instead of like uh, Netflix has done with like releasing stuff all at once, like a whole season at one time. Right. I like okay. that, actually. Yeah, I agree. Build some anticipation. Right, when you have to wait at least a little bit. Right. Is there anything else in particular that we need to uh, address on the without spoiling too much? I thought there was some cool little references here and there that I did catch. I probably could watch it again and catch more, but... Apparently Obi-Wan can get away with stealing meat or whatever it is. Right. Yeah, whatever. But that was... Was that one of those, like, what do they call them? Crate dragon or something? That is that a... Like that the Mandalorian helped kill in the yeah, second season of Mandalorian? Remember that giant dragon? That's kind of what it looked like. Sand dragon, whatever they called it. I thought that was another kind of callback to something you'd seen before. Yeah. So it was pretty cool, too, to see that moment whenever she reveals that Anakin's still alive and and he finds out. The look on his face, yeah. That was a good That was a good moment. That was a good moment, yeah. And the fact that he got brought back into it, which this, I don't know, I was thinking about this. He got brought back into it by Bail Organa. Like, he got brought back into get save leia yeah i guess that makes sense but i guess she needs to know who he is to some degree right so to for that story about you know you served with my father in the clone wars but i mean she just mentions the clone wars so it makes me think like she didn't know anything about him except for that but apparently now she knows more than that so i don't know but right she knew who obi-wan was so but yeah she did mostly just mention that because Maybe they're going to release another special edition where it's like 
you served my father in the Clone Wars, and yes, there was that one time we escaped, escaped. from whatever that planet was. <laughs> one time you rescued me. <laughs> that one time you 10. rescued me. Ten years ago. I don't yeah. know, maybe they'll throw that in there. That would be a George Lucas thing. He would <laughs> he would throw that in there. Yeah. And wasn't there also a reference to uh, Rise of Skywalker, where the lightsabers were buried in the desert kind of thing? Perhaps, yeah. That was cool to see him dig out the lightsabers, uh, Anakin's and his yeah. lightsaber. That was a pretty cool one. So I guess that's a thing. He's going to bury it again? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I At some point, until he but, gets his own little house uh, uh, yeah. or whatever, <laughs> that he can put it in a trunk, <laughs> and apparently it's okay right. after that point. So then, so here's the other line of the original Star Wars that I was always like, doesn't make sense anymore after the prequels was, your father, you know, Obi-Wan saying your father always wanted you to have this, but your uncle wouldn't allow it. So it's like, uh, so during their duel, is he going to be like, you should give that to my son? <laughs> if uh, you're no, <laughs> no, this kind of goes, I can actually explain this one. This that kind of goes along with the same thing as you know, him telling him that his father was murdered by Darth Vader. It kind of goes along that. He knows... So he's just lied like crazy to Luke. Like, yeah, so pretty much... <laughs> yeah, lying is okay in, in the Jedi world, pretty much. Boy. So, as long as it has a good purpose. I guess, because he lied a lot to Luke. <laughs> yeah. He didn't tell her that he had a sister, lied about the lightsaber, lied about him being his father, everything. And then his excuse was, well, it's all about your point of view, man. Yeah, pretty much. Like, are, so, so what, what I, I told, told you was true. <laughs> From a certain point of view. Yeah, and I was with Luke on that one. A certain point of view? I ain't buying it all, man. <laughs> That's the way he kind of answered it, wasn't it? A certain point of view? It's like, Luke, you'll de- you will find that many of the truths we cling to depend on our own point of view. So is that the George Costanza way of you, if it's if you believe it, it's true? Like I allowed you to go off and fight your father without telling you he was your father, and I just made up all this stuff about him wanting wanting you to have the lightsaber because I actually like thought he was dead, so I just no, stole it from him. Not only that, basically they they almost admit like saying we didn't want to tell you that that was your father because we wanted you to kill him. Oh yeah, yeah, basically. Then we'll tell you it's your father, <laughs> right? You just mm. killed your father. What? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> ben? Yeah, kind of the the original trilogy kind of makes Obi-Wan look like a douche. Like, why would he do that to... <laughs> like, why would he do that to Luke? He just toyed uh, with him. Like, maybe there was a reason? I don't know. Then again, he did watch over him for a, his entire life. I guess so. Oh, so. that was another reference. The T-16 toy model that... Luke was playing with in yeah. uh, New Hope. Thought that was a nice little reference that that came from Obi Wan, even though as of right now, Uncle Owen threw it back at him. But anyway, anyway, that was a good reference. All right, we we've talked way too much about this. Yeah, we need to move out of that. We've almost spent half the show just talking <laughs> about Obi Wan, basically. So real quick, yeah. just going back to when Guardians last week when we talked about this. Yeah, Guardians had just opened. Yeah, yeah. Or was opening that weekend for, well, something other than previews, right? So the virtual queue, of course, reached capacity in just seconds after opening, yeah. which is still kind of the trend. Yep. It's going to happen. Yeah. not You know, that's just how it goes. People are always going to get the free option first anyway. Yep. 
that first day, uh, the virtual, I mean, at the virtual queue, the lightning lanes that are currently priced at $17 per person did last a little longer on that opening day. It lasted a whole 20 minutes, approximately. Right. Which uh, was apparently a Memorial Day special because now the prices are up to 14 Yeah. So, plus, I think that was to also maybe try to curb some of the. Do I really want to pay for doing this or pay 17 or wait for 1 p.m.? I guess, but they knew it was going to sell out. I mean, they knew that. That's why they overcharged the Lightning Lane for the Memorial Day weekend. Like, come on. Yeah. Well, and the 1 p.m. one, by the way, also went out instantly. So, <laughs> yes, of course. Nickel uh, and diming. Obviously, I think the plan would be try to get the virtual queue. If you don't make it at the 7 a.m., you could buy it or. You could hope for the 1 p.m. if you don't want to buy it. And, yeah. You know, so you have options throughout the day, at least. Yeah, at least there's that. I mean, it's not going to be as hard as Rise was originally. Because I've seen the Lightning Lane for purchase. If you just want to make sure you get in, no matter what the time, you should be able to get a li- to buy a Lightning Lane. I mean, it should yeah. be... There's going to be more availability there. Right. Um, yeah, it seems like so. if you don't get the Lightning Lane, you'll have plenty of time to get at least a purchase lightning lane for it at some yeah. point. And also with Guardians, apparently motion sickness bags are now being distributed. Yeah. I've heard about 50-50. Like people, some people get sick, some people don't feel sick. I think it's depends I wonder, on... I wonder yeah. what it is, though, that's causing that. What I heard Rhino describe it is there's several objects that you tend to look at that you'll turn your head towards like the planets and the and if you turn your head to look at it as you're going through a helix it's similar to the goat trick on uh <laughs> but the goat trick doesn't make you barf I mean, well it can make it can like the last time i did it i did not feel good for a good hour after that because i, really? I kind of got a weird so i feel like i'm too old now to <laughs> do the goat trick at uh, Big Thunder, <laughs> Disneyland's is really the only one you can actually do it at. But you can, because there's a goat that you can stare at. But anyway, my point is, yeah, if you're looking off to the side while you're in a helix or when you're just turning, that's where people get sick. It's funny you should mention that about as you're getting older, you felt like that was part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, in a lot of theme parks, for little rides for little kids involve a lot of spinning, right? Right. I can't remember where we were. I can't remember if it was while we were at Sesame Place or what, but there were so many ones that just went round and round, even if it wasn't very like fast at all. But when we started going on so many back to back, I was like, "Ugh, I don't know if I can take this." I mean, like, I hate stuff that goes around in circles now. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, how it is. Do. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I but I can. The thing is, I can stand the teacups. I don't know. Yeah. I don't get it. The last time I did teacups, we rode it with a twelve-year-old. And she mm-hmm. spun the heck out of us because she thought it was hilarious. And I literally thought I was going to barf. I almost, I was like, this is, I had to sit down for a good 20 minutes before I stopped feeling the, like, motion sickness. So, Just imagine if booze was more widely available at Magic Kingdom. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't know that that would help, but <laughs> yeah, that was rough. I mean, but she spun that thing, like so much like i wouldn't have spun if i just like the the challenge way is to not spin at all i'd be perfectly fine with you know just kind of going back and forth whatever that's nothing yeah 
So anyway, prior to this, the only other attraction that I know of that ended up yeah. having motion sickness bags was Mission Space. Right. They uh, still do. They have bird bags. Well, they yeah. do, but they were the first to start it. That's what I meant. Right. Uh, yeah, for yeah. for obvious reasons. I don't, um, there's not another one that does it, right? I don't think so. I don't not know of another one. Yeah, I don't either. So the only rides that have barf bags are pretty much right next to each other almost. Yeah. <laughs> Separated by, I don't know what you want to call it now. Yeah. Whatever it's going to be. The well, play pavilion. <laughs> right. My plan for Guardians is to not look off to the side when I'm doing a turn, although it's dark, so you can't really tell when you're doing a turn. Just look straight ahead. Right. Yeah. I think that's why people get motion sick is because they don't really know when they're going to turn, and so they turn to the side and look, and then they're spinning, and so, yeah. Well, can... You heard James talk about his first ride on Mission Space. Uh... Yes. Looking well, I around. Start to... I started to say Mission Space Orange, but at the time we first went on it, it was there was no orange and green. There was yeah, only right orange. There was only that's what right. it was. There was only the intense version, yeah. Right. Which, by the way, one thing I looked at for our upcoming trip is everybody in my party is eligible for the green side now. So oh yeah, so you can yeah, it's it. only it's only forty. Yeah, you can get that little booster seat or whatever to go in there. Oh, is that what they do? Yeah, okay. I, my four year old still needs it. The little. It's like a little booster thing that goes on their seat, yeah. Yeah, okay. So they can be high enough to see the screen or whatever, yeah. <laughs> he still can't reach a lot of the buttons, though. <laughs> Which, by the way, since we're still talking about Guardians somewhat, yeah. Disney World Resort Hotel guests get early sale window. So the early sellout before park opening means that those guests not staying at a Disney hotel have no option to purchase Lightning Link access. Always get confused on which one's which. So right. apparently the 7 a.m., Individual Lightning Lane is only for... Resort guests. That's what it's indicating. Oh, that's why. See, I thought that was for everybody, though. So, right, it's the other way around, meaning the Genie Plus, you can get at 7 a.m. regardless of you're on property or not. But it's the individuals, you have to be a resort guest to get the 7 a.m. one. So that probably throws a wrench in James's plans, truthfully. Well, that's what he said last week was the reason why they're going to go for the virtual queues because they're not on property. Right. So that was that was what he was saying. That was the only option he had. Okay. Yeah. Then okay, that's we were saying it right all along and just didn't yes. realize it. So I have the I have a room at the All Stars book, so I should be able to get a Lightning Lane purchase. Okay. On Monday, May the thirtieth, right? Yeah. That was the very first time that the extended evening hours virtual queue went into effect the 6 p.m one yeah the 6 p.m one mm-hmm. for and that's for deluxe, deluxe guests only, only. Mm-hmm. apparently there were a lot of people staying at a deluxe resort because those boarding groups were gone almost instantly as well sounds about right so yeah i don't know how many they reserve for that party though so maybe they reserve fewer ones i don't know i don't know why you would even bother putting a limit on it truthfully uh, because yeah. the ex- the evening magic hours, surely there's, I mean, especially since it's among just deluxe guests, can't be that big, could it? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. So it does say here on extended evening hours, eligible guests can use the virtual queue twice, once during the 7 a.m. or 1 p.m. distribution, and again at the 6 p.m. distribution. So in, in addition to purchasing a lightning lane, that would allow for a maximum of three Cosmic Rewind rides in a day if you were staying on a, at a deluxe hotel. Although from what I've heard, I don't know why you would want to ride it three times. I think one's enough. Well, I guess only to to get the the different soundtrack, maybe. But yeah, you may not want to stomach it. Yeah, that's the rewritability factor. 
I just don't think that I would want to pay that kind of money for it. <laughs> In the <laughs> same day, thing. too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Enjoy it over many trips, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to talk a little bit about this article I came across. It actually came from MickeyBlog.com. Not Blog Mickey, so it's a little different. Right. Not, yes. not to be confused. The so, only difference between the two is the number of ads on every page. Pretty much. Sorry. But the, the reason why I was going to bring this up is they brought up a decent point, and they were showing how the crowd levels were for Memorial Day in comparison to what you would think, or even in the past, right? Mm-hmm. And I have brought this up before, and these pictures do show some pretty empty streets at areas, uh, especially in comparison to what we've seen as of recent. But it kind of puts into play, I guess, that theory that I had talked about before with park reservations, there being absolutely no penalty whatsoever for not showing up for one, right? There's probably a number of people who reserved Memorial Day in particular, not knowing whether or not they would go, just thinking if they got it, they had to keep it because they figured it would be a busy day and everybody would want to get a reservation. Yeah. When it all was said and done, it appears that a significant number of people that took reservations didn't go or else they wouldn't have had those results i mean what do you think what i'm curious i wonder what touring plans said the actual crowd was that they probably missed it yeah i never did look back because you usually only see that the next day right so yeah i can see that probably ahead of time a lot of people would just book because they're like oh this is going to sell out so let me grab a magic kingdom in case i want to go for memorial day or whatever yeah that's definitely a possibility but that's the part about the system that ticks me off is there's people that couldn't get it because it was reserved and For these people didn't never show up. up. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you don't know until day of whether these people are going to show up or not <laughs> who book one. Pretty much. And I didn't see, I mean, I could have been wrong. I didn't see where they showed availability opening up like later in the day. I'm sure it probably did, but I don't know how they determined that either. Yeah. Now, I've seen a few people say that live in the area say that they haven't been able to get a Magic Kingdom for a couple of days this week. You know, it's showing is sold out, even though it may not necessarily be, but they aren't able to get one. Right. So, something's going on. Yeah. It needs to be tweaked, or it needs to be gone. 100% agree. I've never been a fan, and I really hate the lack of flexibility with... Not being able to park up until two or one forty-seven right. p.m. Yeah, because the real question is, why is this still happening at this point? Yeah, I mean, if cruises are going to start not needing you to be tested if you're fully vaccinated, <laughs> then you know they're loosening up their restrictions, and why can't we get rid of this stupid reservation right. system? I don't know. Tomorrow's expected only a seven at Magic Kingdom. Six total, and then the it goes down from to there to five, 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 four. So your first, aren't you coming on the fifth? My first night at Coronado is on the fifth. Yeah. So that day shows uh, four as the crowd crowd level overall four. Yeah, Sundays have been kind of light. I think a lot of people are traveling one way or the other on that day, but yeah. Makes sense. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be doing a park day there that day from from what we've planned on doing. So, but I currently have mine booked based on like during the days I'm gonna be there. I picked which park would be like the lowest. <laughs> I guess. Right. Lowest day. 
Right now I have Hollywood Studios on Monday, which I think was the lowest crowd level on Monday. Uh, or either that or it was the same as another one and another one had a lower day. That's basically what I based it on. Which may not be the best way to go. I may end up changing this up if I can. So Tuesday I went with Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Wednesday I went with Magic Kingdom. And Thursday I went with Epcot. Okay. And again, based on the projected crowds, which I might change my mind. I feel like I could might have I mean, if I have the option to change my mind. Boy, they're showing Epcot as a four on that day. <laughs> so I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that's when I was kind of looking at to see if that would make any difference. So If that holds up, yeah, it, may, it would make sense. That, and I kind of decided, since Epcot's in that general area, I decided to put my Topolino's dinner that day that I found. Ooh, so, nice. You got a Topolino's, so you can Skyliner over there to dinner. Yeah, that's the idea. Nice. So we kind of segued into your uh, trip preview. Somewhat, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that was no accident, right? Yeah. And I don't really have like I guess like dining every day or anything like that scheduled. I just just I just picked a few. Yeah. As of right now, this one's tentative because I may decide to do something different. But I have a Toledo uh, for the day that we arrive. Right, right. Mm-hmm. It's a Sunday. I have a Mama Mill Roses because I've kind of always wanted to try that one. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. At Hollywood Studios for that day. I don't have anything on Animal Kingdom Day so far. And then Magic Kingdom Day, I have the Plaza Restaurant, because that's another one that I've kind of always wanted to try. And then I just mentioned the Topolinos. So, and of course, Friday, which is the day we leave, guess what I have scheduled for that day? Kona. <laughs> Breakfast. <laughs> How did you know? Uh, I just I just guessed. I'm a good guesser. <laughs> I guess it's become a tradition. It's. I feel like it's been a tradition for quite a while for you. So some of this stuff is tentative. I mean, our, that's our plan is to go down the day before the cruise for a lot of reasons. But one one reason is in lieu of flying because a lot of the flights are being canceled right now just because of staffing issues, it seems. And COVID is still a thing for some of the staff and things. So I think over Memorial Day weekend, Delta alone canceled 9% of their flights or something like that. So... To avoid that being a barrier to get to the cruise, we're going to drive down the day before. We're going to try to get a Guardians. We'll see how that works out. And then we're just stay the night at an All-Stars and then drive over the next day so that we're already down there well in advance. And you're staying at All-Star... Music. Music. Yeah. Never been there before, right? Nope. Never been to the All-Stars at all, actually. I haven't even been on the property of the All-Stars. This is your first... Uh, venture into anything all-star right and according to the website the rooms have been refurbished so that was another thing that was like okay i'll book this one the other option was one of the hiltons we were thinking about but i was like eh, all-stars is cheaper and the rooms look refurbished they look like the ones that pop essentially so you're just staying there the one night right mm-hmm. yeah okay so have you gone through or bothered to go through and try and choose a room or uh you mean like do a touring plans thing? Like, re- to... like request one? Nah, like... I don't really care. I don't have a Not preference. Bother. Yeah. Because, you know, like usually over at Pop, there's a reason for choosing rooms or trying to. Yeah. I mean, I was just got to think. I was like, I don't know if there's a particular instrument, I guess, or theme that I would like my building to be, per se, if I were going to stay at music. <laughs> I haven't really... That's the one I haven't... I mean, that's the one that really the theming is probably the least appealing overall yeah. of the three. 
Well, we have a preferred room. I see that. There's a preferred room. Okay. So I don't know. I guess that was all that was available because I just booked whatever they had. Gotcha. So I don't know what that would be, but I guess I can look on touring plans and see. Well, preferred would probably be whichever one's closest to the lobby. So that would be, I forgot which one that is, what uh, section that is. It's right there behind the, the main building because all the, all the values are pretty much laid out the same way. Except for, like, if you're thinking art of animation, you know, the suites that's the most convenient is obviously the Finding Nemo, which is why they're more expensive. You know, but it's just laid out similar. Yeah. And, of course, pop is the preferred would usually be the 60s. Yeah, which I've done. So. Yeah, I, I actually do prefer the 60s. I think it's the best. Right, well, you know, that's most convenient, right? Closest to everything, depending on where you are. Yeah, you can't get a close parking space necessarily to your building but it won't be too bad and then you're closest to the skyliner in the main building anyway so right that makes sense so right like the time that we stayed there we flew so we didn't have to have a good parking spot <laughs> right anyway so okay so you've got that so you don't have a preference there mm-hmm. we obviously heard early in the show about your uh, vaccine situation <laughs> thankfully that as far as you know do you have anything Booked special on board? Did you try to do any of that, or you just kind of? Well, we had a bourbon tasting, but we ended up canceling it. So we're looking to see maybe if we can get something like mixology kind of thing, or maybe something like that on the day at sea. But nothing in particular planned, other than yeah, actually that's it. Yeah, nothing else planned yet. Okay. Now, with the way it's going right now with COVID, ha- do they have a have you pick a time to arrive at the port, or is it just kind of up to you? We got okay. 2 p.m. was the time, the earliest time we were able to get when we did the check-in, online check-in. Okay. Uh, Jason got 1.45, I think, Okay. and then we got 2. And Okay, so it says, please be aware the guests will not be permitted at the terminal or in the parking area before their scheduled arrival time. Guests who arrive early will be asked to return at their scheduled arrival time. Guests arriving after their scheduled time may be delayed and asked to wait behind those arriving at their scheduled time. Okay, interesting. So they don't want you to come into the port except at your time you selected. I guess so. But that would mean we would have to wait because it says you can wait up to 30 minutes to get your test results. Hmm. Okay, so COVID-19 embarkation testing. All guests, regardless of age, vaccine status, are required to take a COVID-19 test administered by Inspire Diagnostics at the terminal before boarding. This will be the second of two tests required for guests four and under. Yep. So the first the first one is before you even go. Right. If you're four and under, which I have a four-year-old, he has to get tested before before we even leave. Embarkation testing with guests who are not vaccine eligible because of age four and under will continue to be paid for by Disney Cruise Line. Embarkation testing for fully vaccinated guests will be paid for by Disney Cruise Line through June 6th. (laughs) Okay. Guests with confirmed positive test results, as well as those sharing the same stateroom and other close contacts, will be denied boarding. So hopefully everything works out there. Right. So we've got several, like, hurdles (laughs) to get on the ship. So uh, we'll see. I got through one hurdle with my vaccine card. Goof up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there anything in particular, I guess, that you've heard about or seen that you're looking forward to on your uh, the dining? I'm curious yeah. about that. Well, that's always the good thing about cruise yeah. line. The 
shows. I'm interested to see some of the shows, which I I don't know what all will be do, going on, but I know once we get there, everything will like you know we'll be able to see everything. Yeah, maybe a movie, but I'm not like that's not like one of the things I have to do. I want to do the mini golf because I thought that was cool. <laughs> whenever I made, whenever I let you know about it, yeah, I'm like uh, I want to do that. Totally didn't know that it was there, so yeah. that's awesome. I got to be honest. One of the things we always like to do in on our cruises that we've done in the past, of course, some of this was when it was just Lynn and I, or it was just adults. But they do have usually like trivia scheduled. Oh, okay. So that was always fun, like Disney trivia at different areas. I think uh, on a one of Tim Trucker's most recent his one that he did, he showed some of the times that they did that. Let's see. Things like they usually have some kind of like arts and crafts type thing that you can do, and it, it's scheduled at certain times. They're usually pretty good. They have those drawing sessions, like the animation. Okay. They have those sessions. That's cool. Like you used to get, unless something's changed. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you can make a good. The difference with Disney versus some of the others, you can have a fun cruise and probably not even step off the ship if you didn't want to. With everything that goes on on the ship. Well, if it's raining on Castaway Key, we may be stuck on the ship. So you haven't bought any excursions or anything regarding Castaway Key, obviously. No, I thought about... Not so far. Right, I thought about the renting a bike thing, but it's the kids... Yeah, we, we have to decide if we get there. Like, um, my wife and I might do it, but the kids aren't, like, independent enough to where I would trust them to do it. <laughs> On the, or I assume they have kid bikes, but you know they're not yeah. quite there where I would want them to like skin their legs you. up on, on Castaway Key. So, thought about that uh, snorkeling. I thought about doing. I thought about because can't you go find the Nautilus? I thought about going to find the Nautilus out there. I thought that would yeah, be cool. that's over in the the family beach area. It's that type of snorkeling, but yes, that's that's over there. I thought about doing that. Of course, I'm looking forward to all the food on the island yeah. and on on the ship. So. Well, on the island, it's essentially a barbecue. Makes sense. But it's decent. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's decent. I mean, everything's good quality, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not you're going to find a little different quality on the island. Like I said, them doing a barbecue versus the stuff that you're going to get on the ship on a regular basis. But, yeah. I'm looking forward to having, you know, the kids enjoy the kids' club and then us being able to, like, walk around without <laughs> wrangling kids for a while. It'll be fun. I will say this. I would recommend at least doing at least one top point in time doing the midship detective agency. Yeah. I don't know if uh, I don't know if Jason's on it or not. On the dream, unless they've changed something, you don't have the option of the Muppet one, which is the best one. Oh, I would want to do that one. I think that's only on the fantasy. Okay. But if you do it on the dream, you have the choice to choose the the Mickey one, which is still it would still be you get the concept. It would still be fun to do. Yeah. But the Muppet one is definitely more fun, and I think it's only on the fantasy, or at least it was last time I checked. So, yeah. and of course, you're going to have to check out the Aqueduct. Yes, of course. While you're there, they are doing think. the Sail Away Party, or whatever they call it again, mm-hmm. Castaway Party. What do they call it? Yeah, sail it's away. a Sail Away Party. Sail away party. Yeah. So, I imagine we'd want to check that out and stuff, things like that. And of course, character meetings. Uh, I'd love to do that too. Yeah, those are usually more intimate on the ship, uh, (laughs) just because you don't have to wait in quite as long a lines, uh, typically. Right. Yeah, so that I'd look forward to as well. Yeah, and you have usually an interesting selection of characters. They tell you where they're going to be. 
Yeah. On the navigator. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking for the ship's that. navigator. I saw that you could bring on board uh, one, either Kate, like six pack, I think it is a beer or bottle of wine per adult over 21. So I thought about bringing some Wild Leap on board. <laughs> oh, there you go. And enjoying one for uh, on Castaway Key. Thought that would be fun to put on Instagram for them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they keep on hand other than the usual stuff. Yeah, I think so. it's some okay stuff, and I think. We plan to get a cooler as well, one of those, which obviously you like, once you've done a few, they give you something like that, right? We have to like, <laughs> our first one, I don't think we're going to get anything, but I don't know. I think we'll have to buy our, our cooler, but. Oh, you're talking about, uh, on your first sailing, um, gosh, what did they do for us on the first sailing? I don't remember. I don't even know if they give you I know we. I know they gave us a gift the second time, and of course the third and the fourth, and Something different, I'm sure, would be for the fifth. Should I bring a lanyard, by the way? Do I need to bring a lanyard? Someone was saying you should bring your own lanyard. I would recommend it. No, just just something to put like your ID and stuff in. Oh, okay. Your that's actual would, ID. Yeah, that's what I would do, use. In case you get carded for like drinks or something? Well, I would I would use your ID, and you have you know your onboard card, your key to the world, or whatever you want to call it. They call it, they call it something similar to that. So you can leave all the other stuff in the room is what you're saying. Yeah, because really when you get off the ship, most cruise lines, you're going to have to show your ID and stuff to get back on. Really, they're scanning your card. It's what everything that, that's pertaining to you is on that key card. So that's what they're going to scan when you get back on. So, I mean, as long as you have that, you're probably going to be okay. That's why Unless, you keep of course, that. Okay, I got you. You, may, you might want to carry something like your ID or something off if you're going to, say, Nassau or something like that. And doing something, yeah, which does yours include Nassau? Mm-mm. Just Castaway Key. See, so you don't have to worry about that. You're on the Disney's private island, even though you might want to carry maybe some cash or something. That's one thing that anytime I've gone on a cruise is I that I have trouble getting used to is I start feeling naked without <laughs> like having my wallet and yeah. stuff carrying with me because I never carry any of that stuff with me anywhere when I'm on the yeah. cruise. You just That's, there's no need for it, right? I felt that way at Alani too, because you you go to the pool, you have your swim stuff, you don't want to leave your wallet out by your chair or whatever. So all we did was take like our room key and like a credit yeah. card and whatever. You just you basically just take your key to the world card with you everywhere because that's how you pay for stuff while you're there anyway. You charge it to your hmm. stateroom. Speaking of, they sold so. us these little waterproof pouches that you could put your stuff in. I need to find that and see if I can bring that, that on the cruise. Yeah. Okay. You know, a lot of people bring these waterproof things for their phone nowadays and just to have that with them. Right. I've seen people having these little waterproof cases for their phone or these pouches or whatever they are. Should have done that. Mm, yeah. That Still have time to go to Target real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, I would say for that, I mean, they give you the, the lanyard thing eventually as one part of your, one of your cruises if you go multiple times, but you don't get it the first time, or at least you didn't when I did it. Yeah. So... We actually ended up getting some sort of a... They gave us like a cake, it seemed like, the first time. Oh, really? <laughs> which was kind of odd. Yeah. They gave us some sort of, some sort of cake in our stateroom. Interesting. Well, and I didn't order it. I mean, there's stuff you can order to have in your stateroom, but I didn't order it. I mean, I don't I don't know if that's just something they did back then or what. Did it have the wrong name on it? And they just sent it to the wrong room? 
I have no idea. No, I don't think so. I mean, no one ever said anything, so. Well, I'll report back uh, next week or whenever whenever yeah. we get back from our travels over the next week or two. We've got yeah, a couple was... of big trip reports. Yeah. So I was trying to think if there's something else I was going to recommend for the cruise. Okay. Rough top of my head. Someone told me bring your own, like, cup for the soda fountains rather than... I guess you could. Yeah, I guess you could, but, I mean, it's all... I guess that way you can put more in it, maybe, than... Right. Because everything everything that's non-alcohol is already included as far as drinks go. Exactly. And even as far as cruise ships go, believe it or not, this is surprising. Disney is actually more reasonable than most with their alcohol packages. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So I've heard. Interestingly enough. Of course, there's like a, a coffee place where it's going to cost you a little extra. There's an ice cream shop that I would recommend doing, which is uh, Vanellope's, mm-hmm. which I would, re- it's an extra charge, but I would still recommend it. But however, one of the things, there's a, a station that's called Ice Cream. Mm-hmm. It has... As Mike Wazowski, right, right. get it? Yes, ice cream. I got it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you can go there and get ice cream for free, right? Yeah, included. Yeah, it's included anytime you want to. You know, nice. Or the you know the the uh, the areas that are set up for food as long as they're open. You know, they're themed to the cars characters. Yeah. Like there was a spot for Mater's Grill and then Luigi's, and then I forgot the other one that was uh, there right now off the top of my head. But yeah, you had like three different windows that you could get different types of food from. Luigi's Pizza is the one that's probably going to be open the latest, more so than the other ones. So you could always have the option of getting pizza. The other one was, I forgot the name of it, Flo's, I think, maybe. Flo's Cafe? No, or am I getting that confused with the one in Disneyland? I think it's still themed to Flo. But anyway, hers was the more healthier options okay. over there. But yeah, I mean, splash pad area is fun for yeah. kids. Okay. I mean, yeah, you got a pool where everybody, you know, like mostly hangs out. Other than the, there's one also on the adult end, but you probably won't have any need of that unless the kids are maybe at the Oceaneers Club or what have you <laughs> at the time. Right. Hope they will be there a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, the forward of the ship on the upper decks are adult of the adult area and they have these uh hot tubs that are like right up against the windows in those areas usually that are also like glass bottoms that you can oh look through to the bottom oh that's yeah. cool yeah that'd be cool so yeah good stuff okay all right so uh, i guess that kind of gives yeah. the preview and wraps everything up for uh traveling with the mouse this week so if you would like to find out more, you can go to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That is all at TWTM Podcast. Those are our social media outlets. We also have a YouTube channel uh, as a member of our social media outlets. And uh, we have a Spreadshirt store in which you can buy our exclusive TWTM merchandise. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM Podcast. And you can visit our website, which is travelingwiththemouse.com. And you can also email us, podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com. And if you want to book your own Disney Cruise Line or Disney World Vacation and you want some guidance or help there, use our travel agent friend. Her name is Jill Dobeck. 
Her email address is jilldilbeck at gmail.com. So for Adam, this is John, and this has been Traveling with the Mouse, and we hope you will join us on our next trip. Which apparently is all this month, yeah. <laughs> all next right. week, and this whole next month, couple, really. the whole couple of weeks. Uh, uh, next, between all four of us, it's like the whole month. <laughs>